Sarah, I know we have to record super fast because you have to go pack and get ready for Ironman Texas. So you and Ashley are going to do what exactly? Stuff. Stuff. Watch stuff. <laughs> so I'm so excited, Kelly. It's it's like it's just the season is starting again. And now my season involves like which Ironmans I go to to do live coverage with Ashley, which end up being super, super fun. So what we do is we for for a regular quote unquote Ironman, meaning not Kona, we'll go a couple days ahead. We will do interviews with as many of the pro women as we can. And we also ask for nominations for inspiring stories from the age group women too, or like uh. not necessarily inspiring. Inspiring is the wrong word. I know. I don't like the word inspiring. I know. I know. It's not a, good it's not stories, a word I love. exciting yeah, like stories, interesting. Somebody, yeah. Or somebody who has something to say or, you know, for, we, we ask for nominations. So um, by the time this comes out, it will be Friday. It might be too late. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, folks, but you can nominate someone for a future Iron Man. We'll often get, like when people, if I do it on the Women for Try Facebook page or something like that, we'll often get like the same people being nominated again and again. Mm. And then we know. And it's, we've always had some really good, fun people to talk to you through that too. So that is what we're doing. I'm so excited. I know that obviously Iron Man is doing their own Facebook live coverage. So are you guys still going to be doing live coverage? Or are you going to be all on Insta stories now? I feel like you're doing something different now, right? Yeah. So we're changing things, things up a little bit for this year. I think what happened was last year in Kona, we may have talked about this previously. Yes. Last year in Kona, everybody was on their phones watching the live Facebook coverage because it was the first time Iron Man had their official coverage on the ground in Kona. So literally the cell networks were like clogged up. And so we could not go live on race day. It was very, very frustrating on Facebook. But Instagram live buffers a little bit differently. And so what we decided to do is this year, we're going to do some, we're still going to do some coverage on Facebook, but probably not like the full on all day long coverage like that the, we were just doing Just standing previously. in one corner with your phone. Just standing somewhere <laughs> with a phone is not, <laughs> actually it's, it's sometimes we get, especially on the run, we'll get like, we can spend two hours on the run, just standing in one place and talking to loads of people on the live. And it actually is kind of cool. But for the rest of the day, like standing on the bike course doesn't work that well. And you don't get to see that much if you just like fly by bikes. Right. So we're, we are starting to experiment a little. We're going to figure out some better ways to cover the women's race on both Instagram and Facebook. So, okay, watch so us people should places. watch this weekend. It's on Saturday or Sunday. It's on Saturday. It's on Saturday. And obviously that's the North American Ironman Championships. Yes. That's why we're putting in the big effort. Big. It's a big deal, apparently. Mm-hmm. And Daniela's racing. This is like her American tour, right? And her main competition is one of my faves, Jocelyn McCauley. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. be fun. And Jocelyn, to be honest, like the, one of the reasons I like Jocelyn is she's one of the few people on the circuit who actually believes that she could beat Daniela someday. And I'm just, I'm speaking for Jocelyn. So I apologize ahead of time <laughs> to her, but I like, I, I like those. I remember when, when Christy first started winning and Sam McGlone like stepped up and said, no, she could be beaten when everybody else was like, no, oh, never. Daniela no one can, can be beaten for sure. Daniela I don't know can if it's going to happen on Saturday, but it can happen. But I love the people who are feisty enough to just go, I'm going to try. That's the best. Okay. So, so we're watching for those. Okay. So coming up on the show right now, Iron Man makes an announcement about an announcement. Do we become what we are told we are? How do you get through dark moments during an Iron Man? And is Strava stupid? Haha, <laughs> uh-huh, just kidding. Okay. It's, it's about, <laughs> the segment will be about, should pro athletes upload all their workouts to Strava? 
Kelly, I finally got my shipment of noon up here in Canada, and I am so excited. The last couple days, I've been going to CrossFit with Noon Hydration Sport watermelon flavor, and I have been loving it so far. But I want to know from you, what product should I try next? Okay, so you're trying the tablet. So the Sport tablet is the one you drop in your water bottle. They also have an immunity tablet for you know when you're feeling sick that you can drop in your water bottle. And I've been trying the, or been using the Noon Rest which is for recovery and relaxation. It's like chamomile flavored. It has magnesium and potassium in it. I you like drink it before you go to bed. Helps you recover well. You sleep great. It's fantastic. Okay, awesome. I'm totally going to try that tonight. Okay, if anyone at home wants to try, go to noonlife.com and use the code IRONWOMEN and you get 30% off. So Iron Women is our sister podcast. Noonlife, N-U-U-N, life.com. Give it a try. Live Feisties, If We Were Riding is brought to you by Ass Kicker Inc. Ass Kicker makes activewear for women featuring empowering phrases like work hard, play hard, kick ass, or strong women lift each other up. Ass Kicker Inc. also makes our fabulous Live Feisty tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. So to order yours, go to livefeisty.com and just choose shop from the menu. And of course, use the code RIDING to save 20%. That's riding, as in if we were, at livefeisty.com. And remember, I before E, except if you're feisty. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisty's If We Were Riding. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the time. Okay, so our Patreon's been up for a week and a half now, and I feel like we've gotten uh, 30, 40 people, like a lot of people subscribing. Yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, yeah our our Patreon, it's, yeah, well, by the time this comes out, it will have, Patreon, if you didn't know, is crowdfunding for content creators, and people can pledge money on a monthly basis, and then you join our community and you get various things in return. And so currently, I'm just checking it we here. We have 45. I just looked it up. 45 subscribers oh, right now. 45. And today is only Tuesday. Yeah. So feels good. So thank you to everybody who has stepped up so far. And if you want to help us out on Patreon, if you love what we do with the podcast or what Kelly does with the newsletter, I almost forgot your name for a minute. Oh, no. See, we were talking about how Sarah, you know, we've talked about Sarah gets stressed. She forgets things. Yeah. Well, apparently... She's stressed right Kelly, Kelly's name is among those things today. Um, so if you love Kelly's newsletter, which is called If We Were Riding as well. Sorry, <laughs> I'm taking a really long time to get this out. Then go to our Patreon page. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash live feisty. And you will find everything you need to know. Sweet. Well, that happened last week. The other thing, I guess, now that we're like talking Iron Man and the season iron man announced that they're going to make an announcement sarah which they're very into <laughs> now i don't know why they started doing this announcing that announcements are coming thing oh every somebody's told them that this is a good idea but every week iron man make, seems to make an announcement about about something else and then you think it's going to be a really big deal and then you realize that it's not at all and that they're just maybe choosing another iron man right somewhere so in they North announced America. that they're going to announce 
where the next Iron Man in the U.S. is coming, and it's and they narrowed it down to Des Moines, Iowa, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Memphis, Tennessee, or Tulsa, Oklahoma. They also did the other thing they've been doing with these like announcements. The announcements are coming is like like really promoting the shit out of it. There's been like Twitter videos and Facebook lives and like I'm curious what changed at headquarters that they decided this is a thing they need to do. I'm not sure. I, I tried to Kelly. I tried to watch a moment of the Facebook live. The there was a Facebook live. Oh, oh, there was okay. a Facebook live and it was just two people standing in front of a screen and it was just, I don't know how to say this nicely. It was just hard to get through as someone <laughs> who loves live videos and making live videos. It was kind of hard to watch, but just because, you know, it was a little dry, I, I guess is, okay. is what I'm okay. trying to That's say. the nice way. It was a little dry. Oh. Yeah. So I, I think that if you're going to, like, I understand like starting a conversation, like, so f- f- in the essence of it, I think it's a good idea to like amongst their followers, if you're Iron Man amongst your followers, let's start a little co- buzz and conversation about where is this new Iron Man going to be? Sure. Right. Like that's a good promotional idea, right? It's just their execution may be a little lacking. I also feel like you don't need a press release. I don't know. And then some of the times when they've been doing these announcements for annou- announcements about announcements, there's been very high quality, high production value videos on Twitter, which is, I just, it's something's going on over there with what they're doing with social and their marketing strategy. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for all the new <laughs> announcements <laughs> but I, for when they act. But that's a problem. If you kind of get it wrong, if you make an announcement about an announcement and you kind of get it wrong and people aren't that interested, then it like the announcement itself kind of loses a bit of like the True. wind in its sails. You know what I mean? So. I feel like now that they've done this big announcement about the announcement of the new Iron Man in North America, then if they don't announce it with a big, yeah, you know, with a big bang, then people are going to lose interest. The other thing that's a little bit weird is like, do we need another Iron Man in the middle of the U.S.? I was under the impression that the market is, what's the word, oversaturated? Oversaturated. Yeah, that, it is going to be very interesting to see what happens because i think there are i think the okay again i'm like completely speculating here so okay good wild speculation <laughs> yeah, go right. wild speculation <laughs> as per usual on the podcast but i think that there are some iron mans that do still that do sell out really quickly yeah arizona are, and florida yeah and then there are some that are really that are a lot slower to sell the ones so, that are hard that's a bit of a Arizona and Florida. It's not a roll of the fucking dice. Arizona and Florida sell out because they're fast. Pretty much no other Iron Man sells. I mean, maybe they sell out at the very end. They like claim a sellout crowd, like when you go to the baseball stadium, but then you can like clearly see fucking empty seats. It's like that. But then mm-hmm. the really hard, then like when there's really hard ones and they don't sell out, they like add a relay, they add a half and then they cancel it. Like that's how it goes. Right. So at the same time, they're like, oh my God, we're adding a first, first Iron Man added in the US or North America, whatever US in six or seven years, even though that's not technically true. Well, I was like, well, they canceled Tahoe in that time and they added Santa Rosa, but the Santa Rosa really was just Vine Man that they took over and like changed. So anyway, the, like all this, they just, I don't know. They keep canceling races. Races aren't selling out. There's oversaturation in the market. Still, we don't have shit on the fucking West Coast where there's like a huge base of triathletes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have data. I am positive they have data. I am positive they're getting very good bids from those four cities that make it worth their while. Mm-hmm. I'm still just, you know, I'm, I'm mystified, Sarah. I'm confused. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit too. So it's going to be interesting to see, first of all, what city it is, if well. people love it and get behind it. 
and and how yeah how it works out for them so we will be staying on it we will be staying on it nice good so i was telling you before we started recording that well there's i mean this is a topic we talk about all the time how to create community how to create culture in the sport but there was something i was reading recently that in essence said people more often become what you tell them they already are than what you tell them they can be right which means that like if you're telling somebody this was in the this was in the this wasn't about sports. This was about gender roles and girls mm-hmm. and boys. And when you tell, you know, boys that their boys will be boys and boys are strong and, and don't cry like their whole childhood. And then you tell them like, you can be any, like you can be, you know, sensitive or emotional or be, or be, what's the word I'm looking for? What's a nice word for not rapey? Like gentle, <laughs> like understand they're not going, like you've told them what they are. They're going to be what they are. And then, like, then we get to sports. You think, I keep thinking about this in terms of all these efforts to get women into sports. And we tell them like, you can be anything. But at the same time, we tell them it's amazing. You even, you even are out there. Women are beginners. Like women aren't like good as good. There's not as many women like, and so of course that shapes them more than this arbitrary notion that they could be anything. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it, and I think it shapes, we know that it shapes stuff like that shapes kids. Right. Like I'm, I am super cognizant about what I say to my daughter and I try to always, like I try to stay on, like you are kind, you are smart, you know, instead of like you, you look pretty <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and so I'm, but I'm like very, I think we're, we're kind of, we're aware of this with kids, but I think it works. It works with adults too, especially like, yeah. Or this would be a good one for coaches to take note of where if you, if your coach, like if the person who's making your training and watching you develop as an athlete every day tells you like you are this, then that that's super powerful no matter how old you are. Oh yeah. And if they tell you, I mean, you've talked before about when you're, if they tell you, you will be within two minutes of the winner. I mean, this happened to you, you, you ended up losing by two minutes, right? Like that's when they tell you like you can do X and I've found this a lot in my racing lately. Like once you think that you are in a certain tier and a certain space, it's really hard not to be in that because that's what you believe you are. Yeah. Yeah. Being told, I mean, being told that I was fit enough to win ultimately led me to win. Right. Like I believe you're more likely to believe it yourself because I suppose ultimately what matters is that you believe it yourself, but you're more likely to make that jump if someone else has said it to you, especially someone who's in a position to know, right? So who the speaker is actually matters in this equation. Well, too. true. Um, so if some like random stranger came up to me and said, you know, you could actually this, okay, this happened. Here's an example. So like when I first, when I, Hey guys, guess what? I do CrossFit now. You might, you may or may not be aware. Um, somebody, somebody came up. To, so a, a bunch of people said to me, who have no idea about CrossFit and sport and anything said to me, Oh, well you must be the best one in there. And you're like, no, because they knew that I was an elite triathlete. I'm like, no, I am absolutely not. I'm one of the worst people in there. So like the fact that they're like, they're like just not educated. Right. Right. That's not going to do shit to you. Like that doesn't make you feel like you're going to be the best. Cause you're like, who are you? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But what I believed or what I had talked to other friends about who did CrossFit after their pro career is that because of my, that my athletic background could affect how quickly I improve. Right. So that's True. what I believed. And that's what happened. Um, so it's like very, yeah, it's very dependent on the speaker. Right. So anyway, I just think as we create a community and a culture, 
in triathlon. And I also keep coming back to community and culture, Sarah, is the sum total of all the small choices we make, right? Mm-hmm. That then we should keep thinking about what we are telling people that they already are, right? We're telling the women that they're not good enough to have equal spots. And we're telling them that they are beginners then, well, you know. Sure, absolutely. Or the reverse is also true that like it's part of the culture of sport that our generation or my generation as girls were told certain messages, right? And expecting us to kind of just get over it and suddenly have equal numbers in Kona en masse. True, true. It's not, or equal numbers of women who want to become pro athletes, I should say. True. Um, is not uh, realistic. So yeah, definitely, definitely like a good reminder to be cognizant of what you say to people, but especially the people for whom you have, like for whom you have influence over and where you're informed about the thing that you're talking about. Where you're informed. So in the, so so, the thing I am informed about is, uh, triathlon and uh, women, women, in triathlon. Yeah. And so I had to give a talk last night, FYI, on uh, women in triathlon <laughs> as an expert. Excellent. And one of the things that we ended up talking about was like tips because they want, you know, these were people who are triathletes. They are not beginners. Largely, some of them were. And so they wanted to know kind of ways to be better. And so one of the things we were talking about was tips for when you get to that spot in the race, when you get to the, the moment, the fuck it moment, when you're like, why am I out here? This is stupid. I'm a smart person. I could do other things with my life. I don't need to be, you know, whatever, like the whatever is going wrong, particularly at the moment, because something always goes wrong in Iron Man, right? Like, I don't need to be vomiting on myself and peeing myself and hurting myself. What do you do at that moment, Sarah? Because that, I think, is actually what a race all comes down to is like that. That bad, that bad spot. Yeah. Yeah. So you mean, okay, so for you, for you, the moment includes thoughts. And it did for me, too, as a pro about how we could be doing other things with our life. I think I mean, obviously, I think actually a lot of pros have that because in triathlon, because triathlon pros, um, they're smart. They all have like advanced degrees. They all have other career options. So Mm -hmm. they you know, 100 percent what the trade off is, like what the time you put in, you could have been doing with that time. Right. And then that, that dark moment might look different for someone for, else. For sure. or someone. So, so we're talking about like just that darkest moment in Iron Man. Right. And I think like when I was thinking about this just before we started recording, I think what that ultimately comes down to is when you're feeling really shitty, usually in the last third of the bike, I would say for right. a lot of people in Iron Man, you're feeling really shitty and you stop believing that that feeling is going to pass. True. Right. And you start thinking about, or it could even be a little bit unconscious. Like you're totally aware of how far you have to go. Right. Right. So you're feeling shitty and you, you're like, can't get your head around that feeling continuing for another four to five hours. Right. (laughs) Right? And you, you don't, you forget that it's going to like the, the, this too shall pass thing. Right. Right. So I think that would be like my first piece of advice is to like recenter around like, you're just feeling shitty right now. And you're, you're like, your brain is grabbing onto reasons to feel shitty, right? It's just like grabbing at random. Oh like, yeah. I feel shitty because of my life choices and I could be doing millions of other things and I'm a smart person <laughs> and I don't need to be out here. Right. Like that's just your brain just like <laughs> grabbing something, but you could. Okay. So back to my, I've given this advice millions of times on the podcast, but okay. like you got to go to your, like the physical solutions first, right? right? So I, you have yeah, to yeah. like make sure you have enough carbs, enough salt, take a hit of caffeine, 
make sure you're hydrated. Like all, all of those things, do those things, not all at once. Do a little bit, see if it makes you feel better. But I had a really good reminder of this, actually, how I still kind of use this sometimes when I feel crappy during my workouts now, which are at CrossFit, by the way. <laughs> this is really just a CrossFit ad podcast. That's FYI. right. It's like a running joke. It's, the only, it's what I relate everything my training to now. But I, we did a long workout where I really didn't, like I couldn't get my head around doing the rest of the workout. Like it was just hurting so much that I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. It was, right. it's like the way that you feel like if you got off the bike and started running and thought about running a full marathon, right. You right? don't, like, you don't do that. Like you crumble, right? Like right. you don't think about the marathon. You just start running. You just start doing your thing. And I actually had to like use that mentality today of like, just keep doing what you're doing in the moment. So literally I'm like, right now I'm doing a burpee and then I'm going to do another burpee. Like where you stay, like, it's like, can I do a burpee now? Yes. Can I do another burpee? Yes. So, so you just like stay in the moment and don't think about what is coming. And that is ultimately like what you have to do in Ironman and what I had to do in my, in my session today. So that's what I think when you're in that dark moment to like get refocused on something that is after you've done all your nutritional checklists, get refocused on something that is physical, like something technical, right? Like, are right. you using your quads and glutes efficiently in your pedal stroke or, or like, like something cadence like, is usually the one running. You're like, just pick up yeah. your feet faster. You don't need to Cadence. run hard. You just need to pick up your feet. Yeah. yeah. Check your like in running or biking, like that your shoulders are relaxed. Like go have a checklist that you previously know that's mm -hmm. like technical checklist and bring that checklist in so that like you have something to refocus on. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, Cause yeah, there's all kinds of mental tactics out there about breaking things down, only focusing on like one set thing at a time. And sometimes that's like, I'm going to make it to that light post. Right. And let's like each chunk, uh, knowing that it'll pass, focusing on the physical. One of the girls at Peru told me that there's studies that say, if you use all of your senses, it helps. So she was like, when she got in a dark place, she was like trying to smell. <laughs> oh yeah. I like that one. I yeah. bet that works. So. I think there's also sometimes like remembering, like, you know what, go back to like whatever your reason was you wanted to do this in the first place is always good. And like, th and for me, like knowing that you've done this a million times in training helps like, yeah, this sucks, but here are all the other times that it sucked and it mm -hmm. worked out fine. What was the other one? I was about to think, I was about to think of something else that you just said. And then obviously, yeah, you're always like eat. It's almost always that you should eat. Almost always. Almost, almost always, it's not your brain's. Like your brain is just going off of the fact that you haven't fed it enough. Carbs. Right. You definitely should probably eat. Well, you're having a little caffeine lull. But another thing I was going to say that does work. This is maybe my cheesiest advice yet. But you know when you know when you like smile, oh, you like force yeah. yourself to smile. That actually does work. Even when you're feeling crappy, if you smile, it makes you physically feel better. Even though you look kind of weird doing that. <laughs> I was having a really bad race one time. I started high-fiving kids because I was like, I'm already going to, this is already going to be a long day. Who cares? And then I started feeling better so, and I started running faster and I like ran people down. So see, high-five high kids. It works. Yeah. Those weird mental or pretend that people, people who are cheering for someone else beside you, just pretend oh. they're cheering for you. Oh yeah, for sure. I think, oh, I know what it was. Sometimes you just have to find like a little reason, like... And it can be the most bizarre stuff, right? It could be like, well, I have to, a lot of times you're like, well, I have to get back anyway. I might as well keep running mm. that or like, I use that one a lot. Uh, that one's key or like, so-and-so is waiting for me at that spot. I don't want to like, they're going to wonder where I am. Um, so I've had the like, well, that girl up there is like, looks as terrible as I feel. And she's still running, right? Like might as well keep running. 
there's a lot of like little tiny tiny one. it's further to my hotel than to the finish line right you're like well so just go to the finish line well i've had yeah i remember distinctly at iron man wisconsin which was like my first good iron man there was a volunteer like it's a lapse and so this one volunteer i went by like multiple times and i remember being like well i don't want to disappoint him because he'll be waiting for like this random guy because he was so excited he was always like because like I, I was like doing well and he's like you're doing great you're amazing and I was like well I better I better keep doing good like he's really excited that's amazing so yeah I okay. think it's like random things random yeah things. I feel like yeah. we've given a whole lot of great advice on this podcast amazing today. advice and then I'm gonna like take our own advice and, and stop sucking yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you're welcome, everybody. Okay, so after the break, Kelly and I are going to discuss whether pro athletes should put all their workouts on Strava. We would like to thank Noon Hydration for supporting the podcast. Get 30% off your order by using the code IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. That's IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. Dot com. And don't forget to order your feisty gear at livefeisty.com with the code RIDING to get a 20% discount. Follow at If We Were Riding on all the social medias and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are because that works too. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the city to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Okay, so Boston Marathon was last week, a week and a half ago. And apparently at Boston, the guy in seventh place ran the fastest marathon ever recorded on Strava, which was like a 209, which obviously wow. raises the question that like, apparently none of the top people record things yeah. on Strava. Well, <laughs> it's not the fastest marathon. And then also he's not the fastest guy at the not fastest marathon. Which, so like there's lots of pro athletes not putting their yeah, marathons yeah. on Which Strava. obviously like whenever people take Strava too seriously, you're like, hey guys, like it doesn't count. Like it's not the actual race. Let's all be real. But... It also raised this question, like, so he, Scott Faubel, Faubel, I can never say his name, who was seventh and ran the 209, puts, like, all his training in Strava, and he's part of that group, like, Northern Arizona Elite that does all this posting. Like, they they are super transparent. They, like, do post all their workouts, all of their training on Strava, everything's out there. And everybody's saying, like, oh, this is great, pros should do this, you need to connect with their fans, this is, this is the future of, you know, pro, pro endurance sports. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Okay. I do think it's great that they put it out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, I think it's great that like first for a pro athlete to be so transparent if they want to be, I don't think that it's like the future of pro sports. I don't think we should ha- expect that of pro athletes. Like some people are just quiet and reserved, right? Like it's just the way some people are. So if you don't want to, then you shouldn't have to. Yeah. But it's but- the whole argument that like there's m- money's drying up. You cannot get paid just for results anymore. You have to be a personality, Sarah. You have to connect with your fans. Oh, boy. I know. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, there are monetary pressures and people should 
some, for some people it super suits them to be like an Instagram influencer or a Strava influencer or whatever for other people. Like I think, and I may have said this actually as recently as the last week on the podcast, I said this to someone last week that there, (laughs) there was a point in my career where I decided that I wasn't that like I was one year where I was like, I'm sticking with the sponsors that I already have and I'm going to start coaching because I thought that was going to be a more rewarding way to make money than that like every fall trying to send out like a hundred letters to to cold call companies to try to get them to sponsor me. So it just felt like a more rewarding path and a way to make money. So that's like nothing to do with putting my stuff on Strava and being an Instagram. Um, I do think, well, okay, so I'm on Strava, but mostly it's like automatic. You know what I'm saying? Because the other thing about people putting stuff on Strava and pros putting stuff on Strava is I know 100% there are people that only put their hard workouts. And they're always killing it on Strava. And they like literally don't put the easy workouts, which is weird. It's a whole other thing. So mine all just uploads automatically when I feel like up, like, I, like when I bother to connect things. So it's there, but I also have a hard time caring. But I also like don't want people's opinions. I don't want any, I don't need anyone telling me any of their thoughts about any of my workouts. Don't care. Don't so want to know. You put it on Strava. Because like two or three years ago, so it was like, oh, you should be more like, you know, you're racing pro now and this is a thing and you should like, like people connect. And there are people who are like, like that they can see what you do and they like feel good about it. And, but I definitely don't want people like telling me what they think about my training. I don't need that. Do you need that? I don't need that. No, you don't need people telling you what they think about your training. No. Okay. I have a great Strava. My, my experience with Strava is that when Strava first started or shortly after, after my ex-husband put, started me a Strava account and started uploading everything from my watch onto Strava. Nice. <laughs> and he did this for like three years or so. And then after that, nothing else went in my account on Strava. And so for like the last decade, all I've got is like people who beat my, what do you call them? QOMs. Like when I'm the, when I'm yeah. the winner of something. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like slowly over time, it's got less and less, but every once in a while it makes me laugh. Cause like someone comes over to the woodwork and like, <laughs> I get like a, the thing from the email from Strava saying, sorry, somebody stole your, <laughs> it's like, Oh really? I still have those. So that's been my like Strava experience. Wow. Hashtag humble brag. Okay. <laughs> No, I don't. Okay. Here's why I don't think it's a humble brag because in Strava, like there's so many segments. There are so many segments. And also, as we just like, discussed, clearly the best people aren't always on it. And there's a bill. Like, yeah. You could win my fucking driveway right now if you want to, apparently. Right, exactly. So. so like, that's what I mean. I mean, there's so many, but there are some that are legitimate and those are the ones everyone goes after. Like, yeah, those like are the Mount ones that Lemon, I, I obviously like, don't own. Yes. Those are big deal ones. Mm. I also like, like, my husband and his friends were on Strava like early, 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 early because it was a San Francisco thing. And because there were all these climbs in the Bay Area that everyone wanted to know how they stacked up. So I get the wanting to know how you stacked up. It's a thing. Whatever. Just go do a race, though. Just go do it. Although it is fun. I did get involved one time in a Strava, Strava competition where we were trying to take each other down on a certain like queen of the mountain here in Victoria early days it was actually mm-hmm. really really fun until like somebody came out went like a minute faster over a seven minute climb <laughs> than me and i was like zero percent chance uh, and they're yeah. also okay again in, in case you're gonna like accuse me of being a humble bragger i recognize also that there are like 20 women who live in victoria who any of them on any day could have gone and, and beat her. right but there were three of us in this little strava competition and it was fun for what it was 
None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We reaching the top We reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top